never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for the saving of the Lord God. And we thank you for the atmosphere that is here, O oh God. And Father, we thank you that truly, O oh Lord God, when the fires are raging, Lord, you show up right there in the fire with us, O oh God. And we thank you that you're faithful, O oh Lord God, that you are true, O oh Lord Jesus. And oh, Father, this evening, once again, Lord, we want to sit humbly at your feet, O oh God. And Lord, we want to hear from you this evening, O oh God, once again, Lord. We want to hear you speak to our hearts, O oh Lord God. We want to hear you, Lord God. We want to see you move in our midst, O oh Lord God, in a way like never before, O oh God. For Lord, we're not believing, Lord, that this message is a message that goes back, O oh Lord. But we believe this message is a message that is moving forward, O oh God. It's a message, O oh Lord God, that never stops, O oh Lord God. It's an anointing that never decreases, O oh Lord God. It's a movement of the Holy Ghost that never goes back, O oh God. And so, Father, this evening we ask Him for another search of the Holy Ghost in this building, Lord. We ask Him for another move, O oh Lord God, that you may lift us up a little higher from where we are, O oh God. Father, we just commit ourselves to you, O oh Lord God. Father, may you take the speaker, O oh Lord God, for Lord, without you, O oh Lord God. There's nothing to say this evening, O oh God, Lord. And may you be in the hearers, O oh God, you put your seed in them, O oh God, Lord. Father, I pray may your word quicken that scene this evening, O oh God, Lord. And may you be made real to each and every one of us in this building, O oh God, Lord. Those streaming, Lord, may your presence move in your homes and your rooms, O oh God. Father, we commit ourselves to you this evening, Lord. You take control, Lord God. You speak to us, O Father, Lord God. Just want to say we love you and we thank you this evening, Lord. So come it all to you now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you, musicians. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Wonderful song service. And God bless you, the Dole family. Appreciate it especially. Amen. That was, that was a blessing. Amen. 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 I'm sure glad to be here again this evening and, and to take the service. Amen. And we sure appreciate that, Brother Ed. Amen. And, and we sure enjoyed the service this morning. Amen. The kingdom of God is here. Amen. It's incredible how God built his own kingdom. Amen. It's not the way we think. Amen. He built it in all way. And, and, and there may be things that may happen in the kingdom we may not understand, but the main thing is the kingdom. Amen. It's not what is going around us, but it is the kingdom itself. Amen. And the kingdom is him and is he in us. Amen. Appreciate the word this morning. Amen. And man, may you take a Bible, say man, and even on Wednesday as well. Amen. And God bless you, Brother Moses, for that. Amen. Let's take a Bible this evening. Amen. We, just, we, we spoke last time at the young people's service and it was, a, it was an incredible presence here at the young people's service, amen. And 
And as, as, as after the service, I was just sitting there and was just praying, and, and the presence of the Lord was here, and, and the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you need to speak this to the church, so. So we want to do that this evening, amen. So we'll, we'll take the young people's service this evening. We, we might take it from another, another angle this evening, amen. And, amen, but, but don't leave me young people, all right? <laughs> amen, amen. Let's take a Bible. It's open to Genesis 18. Amen, Genesis 18, we'll read from verse 1 to 14. Amen. Amen. Genesis 18, 1 to 14. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them, for the, to run to meet them from the tent door, and bowed himself towards the ground, and said, "My Lord, if now will you find favour in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet, and rest yourself under the tree." And I, and I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your, your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three mergers of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the heart. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and goat, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and, and, and the calf which he had dressed, and he set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah had it in the tent door which was behind him. And Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Therefore Sarah laughed within, within herself, saying, After I am vexed, old shall I have pleasure my Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I, shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Amen. But the Lord ask the blessing to read on the word. Amen. You might have your seat. Amen. 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 I want to speak this evening on the day, the day of visitation. Amen. The day of visitation. You know, as the Bible will... We'll talk about day. We'll, we'll read the word day many times in the Bible. 
And when the Bible refers to a day, it doesn't necessarily refer to one single day in itself. Amen. It doesn't refer to a day to say just one day as Monday or one day as Tuesday or one day as Wednesday. But normally when the Bible refers to a day, it refer to it as a period of time or as a season. Amen. The Bible will talk about the day of the Lord. And we know the day of the Lord is not just one day. Amen. The day of the Lord, as we know, the day of the Lord is the coming of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the judgment upon the earth. And, and we know this is not something that happens only in one day. We know that we are already in the process of the second coming of the Lord. And so we are already in the day of the Lord. Amen. And, and it is a season, it is a period of time that we are in. And, and we know the judgments have already begun in the, in the face of the earth as we live in end. And it is still the day of the Lord. So the day is not really referring to one single day. But it's referring to a period of time or to a season, amen, that, that God comes and reveals himself or shows himself in a special way to his own people, amen. Now Webster will give a definition of visitation and he will say a visitation is an instance of visiting, amen. And, and again he will say it's a special dispensation of divine favor or rot, amen. Now Oxford in his dictionary he also make a statement about visitation and he will say is the appearance of a divine or a supernatural being. Amen. That's what he will define visitation to be. And I believe that in the age that we're living in, we have seen the appearing of a divine and a supernatural visitation. Amen. I believe that we have seen him in the skies. Amen. We have seen him come down as a cloud. Amen. And I believe that he didn't just appear in the cloud as we see it in the picture that was taken in 1963. But I believe that he has visited his people with a message. Amen. He has visited his people with a message where he's declared declaring to us and has declared to us and told us where we came from and where we're going. Amen. He has also made known to us that in the process of, of our journey here on earth, we'll go through trials. Amen. And, and we'll go through tribulation and all that. But you know, at the end of the story, when we look read in the book of Revelation, and it speaks about the Laodicean church age, it will say that at the end of it all, we are going to be overcomers. Amen. Because only overcomers are going to make it on the other side. Amen. So the visitation that we have received today is a visitation of a message, amen, that we have received in this last age, amen. Now we all are people that we, we live here on earth and, and we do visit people, amen. Now Christmas season is coming and you know there's going to be a lot of visitations, amen. Many homes are going to be visited by many people, some people we like and some people we don't like. But anyway, we're going to take them in because it's Christmas time and we must be nice, amen. Hallelujah. But you see, we, 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 oh my, it's a season, it's a season of visitation, amen, and so, and so we'll have visitors come to visit us, but you see, before anyone comes to visit you or before you go to visit someone, you are thinking about the person. Amen. You have the person on your mind. You, 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 there are people that you're concerned about or, or they're part of your family. So you, as you, before you even go to visit them, you have them on your mind. Amen. You are thinking about them as you go to visit them. Amen. And before God came to visit us in this age was a message of this hour. He already had you on his mind. Amen. He had me on his mind. Amen. Before he came. Amen. 
to do a visitation, who came to visit you. Why? Because we are part of his family. Amen. We are part of this great big family. And one of these days, um, he's going to call all his family together. Amen. And we are going to gather together on the other side. Amen. So before a visitation happens, someone is thinking about you. Amen. It is something that is already on his mind. Amen. He didn't just appear because, but he appeared because of you. Amen. Because you were on his mind before the beginning. Amen. And in this Laodicea and church age, amen, he has placed you here because he knew that one day he was going to come because he had a message for you. Amen. He has something that he had to speak to you. Amen. But before he came to bring a message, amen, he made sure that there was a seed on the inside of you. Amen. That will respond to that message. Amen. So in this day of visitation, the visitation is not so much to the world, but the visitation is to the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so as we read in the scripture, the scripture told us it must have been a very hot day, as the scripture will tell us in the plains of Mamre. Amen. It was a very hot day as Abraham was sitting at the door of his tent. And on this hot day, a man without any shadow of day, there were many complaints that were coming in into Abraham. You know, they were telling Abraham, you know, Abraham, all the grass is gone. Abraham, the land has gotten dried, amen. And, and that's the kind of season that we're living in right now, amen. Everything has gotten dried in the world. All, 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 all the green, all the, all the word of God in, in, the, in, the, in the outside, in the, in the denomination, everything has dried up, amen. And the herdsman's report that they are bringing is saying that you know everything has been dried up there is no more revival in the land but we know that there is a revival in the midst of the bride amen you see the herdsman even some of the herdsmen in the message have come to a place that you're saying everything has dried up amen we don't have anything to preach anymore from this message because we know it all you see they're saying that everything has dried up that's the report of some of the herdsmen amen they will also report to Abraham and they'll say to Abraham you see the cattle are growing tan. Why? Because they don't have food to eat. Amen. Because everything has dried up and the churches today are going dry and they're dying. Why? Because there's no food for them to feed on. Amen. But this bride has received a manna, amen, from heaven that we are feeding on. Amen. And this message, even there are herdsmen in this message that are not feeding the people with the word of God, with the message of the hour, and the people are dying. Amen. The people are dying. Why? Because um, everything has gotten dry. Because the moment you leave uh, this word and you leave this message, um, you are sure going into a drought. Amen. Because the life is only in this message. Amen. The life is only in the open word. Um, for this last age, there is nowhere else um, that you're going to find life. Amen. And actually in the plains of memory, the life was only in Abraham because Abraham had a message of the hour. Amen. Even though everything was drying up around Abraham, but the word of God, the promise that Abraham had, was still real to Abraham. Amen. And though everything may dry up around us and lay to see him, but the promise that we have received is still real to us. Amen. It is still something that will never change, no matter what happens. Amen. And so many reports are coming to Abraham, and, and the cattle that are going land, and, and there is no water for them. Amen. And all these things are happening. But just some few miles away was another place, another city by the name of Sodom. 
And there in Sodom, everything was flourishing and everything seemed to be going good. And, and here were all these Sodomites, they had the newest technology to feed all their cattle. Amen. Nowadays, they've got a newest, you know, technology to, to you know, to, to entertain uh, the people in the church. They've got the smoke machines on, on the platform. You know, it's all a great big show. It's a great big entertainment. Amen. That was what was going on in Sodom. They said that we are rich and we, we have increased in good and, and we have need of it. Nothing, you know, we, we, we just got it all. That was the situation in Sodom. Amen. And we know that the scripture tells us that in this last age, that's situation will repeat itself again. Amen. Luke chapter 17 verse 28 to 30 says, Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lord, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day the Lord went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It said, Even though shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Amen. And we believe that we are living in the day that the Son of Man is being revealed. Amen. We can look out and we can see Sodom. Amen. Can everyone here say we can see Sodom. Amen. Sodom is already here. Amen. And if Sodom is here, then that means that the Son of Man is also here. Amen. If Sodom is here, then that means that it's the season of the revealing of the Son of Man. Amen. And if it is the season of the revealing of the Son of Man, then there ought to be an Abraham also that is present in this age. Amen. To receive the message, amen, to receive the word from the Son of Man, amen, hallelujah, and that is the season they will live in him, there must be an Abraham that has been predestinated, an Abraham that is elected, amen, that is receiving the word of his hour, amen, but I also want you not to forget that there is also a Sarah. Amen. Are you with me this evening? There is also a Sarah that is also in the tent. But Sarah hasn't got the same faith that Abraham has. Sarah has got some doubt in her mind. Sarah has got some, some unbelief on the inside of her. And if you look at your own self, there is a soul on the inside of you that has faith to believe this message. But there is a mind and there is a flesh on the outside that tries to bring unbelief. Are you with me this evening? Amen. That is the season that we are living in. Sodom is here. The Son of Man is here. Abraham is here. Sarah is here. Amen. That is the season that we are living in. Amen. 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 And just like Abraham, sometimes we get the same way. That we'll sit at a tent, you know, and... We'll sit at the tent and there will be so many things that may come our way. And so many news that we may receive like Abraham. And we may receive news from the doctor that says, you know, this is happening to you. And we may receive the news when we go on, on the internet and read the news. And, and it's all bad news. And all that we hear and around us just like Abraham is complaints. Amen. The doctor says we know well and, and the finance is not going good in the home and, and this is happening and, and the kids are not happy and, and all this is happening just like Abraham. A whole lot of complaints coming to us. Amen. Because the land we're living in, everything seems to be dried up. Amen. And we look around us and and sometimes we in ourselves, we may look like, you know, we, we kind of getting a little cold and it doesn't seem like we have the same fire that we used to have at the beginning. 
Amen. Looks like we're getting weak. Abraham was getting weak. You see, he was an old man, and, and so, we, so do we get sometimes, just like Abraham, we, we start to feel weak, and uh, you know, the message sometimes we listen to, it, but it just doesn't seem to become a reality, and uh, we just seem not to have the time anymore to spend in prayer like we used to do some time ago, and we don't seem to have the time to be able to sit down and, and listen to a tape to completion, amen, and, and all these things are happening, amen, around us, and, and we're looking at home, and I, as it was spoken of today about the prodigals and and you know here we are and it looks like the prodigals are so far away and and they're not coming back home and and we see every time that it looks like they're getting worse and worse as time is going on and, and the news that is coming always seem to be a bad news amen just like abraham sitting at the door of his tent Amen. The news that is coming in is all just seemed to be negative and, and everything just seemed not to be going okay. And, and very soon, you know, we start to hear again that here it comes, you know, the, if we can just dramatize it a little bit. And, and here we can hear again the chains, the chains of depression, the chains of anxiety dragging themselves coming to get us. Why? Because the news that we're hearing are all bad news. Amen. And we hear the chains coming again. We're getting low on spirit. And, and we're getting low in, in, our, in our walk with the Lord. Amen. That's the way we start to get some time. The Brother Branham says, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I'm taking most of our quotes from the sermon. He said, You know, sometimes when things are going wrong, wrong dark, he said, We know by nature that is darkest just before day. And it's that many times when we see disastrous things happen like that, especially to believers, is that we must bear in our minds that it's Satan trying to block the blessing that's on its road. Amen. Is that it is Satan trying to block the blessing that is on its road. That's the reason why all this cloud and all this darkness seem to come into the house. And, and you know, there's a whole lot of problems and a whole lot of complaints, amen. Is Satan trying to block the blessing on his road? You see, Satan will try to make us think that we are doing wrong. Amen. He'll try to make us think that we are doing wrong. Amen. And he'll say to you, you know, he likes to quote that scripture, at least to me, you say to me, you know, you are reaping the souls that you, the seeds that you sowed. Because you did wrong, that's why this is happening to you. It is just, you're just reaping what you sowed. But you repented of it. It's just a trial that you're going on, amen, we'll get into it, amen. And Satan will make you feel like God is such a million miles away and he can't hear your prayers. Amen. You've been there before, amen. Feel like you're so far away, he just can't hear your prayers. Because you're praying and you're believing and nothing is happening. That's exactly where Abraham was at. Amen. Praying, believing, but nothing is happening. God is a million miles away. He's so far away. I don't know even where he's at. I don't know even if his promises are even true anymore. Are you with me this evening? Amen. Brother Brenham continues to say... That was very so much in this case as he's talking about Abraham and Sarah. It says Satan was trying to tempt them to feel that they had done wrong. 
and was trying to block the oncoming visitation that God was going to give to Abraham and Sarah. He was trying to block the uncommon visitation, amen. And you know, God always has a visitation for his people. He'll always visit you in some season or in some period of time. He hasn't forgotten anyone, amen. He hasn't forgotten his promise, amen. But there is a time and a season that he's going to perform this visitation, amen. Now remember that we said that the day is not just one day, amen. It's a season, it's a period of time, amen. So God's visitation to you and your situation and your trouble, it may not happen in one day, amen. But it may come over a period of time, amen. But he has promised that he will come. He has promised that he will visit you. Amen. Are you with me this evening? He has promised that. Amen. Friends, the clouds that are in the skies are not going to stay there forever. Amen. The storm that comes doesn't come to stay forever. But they are all something that comes in a period of time. But there is one thing that is always there forever. And that is the sun, the S-U-N. That never changes. What comes in the way is the cloud. What comes in the way is the storm. But the sun is always there. The sun never moves. But other things come to cloud the sun. Other things come to shadow the sun away. But the sun is still there. Amen. The sun hasn't moved from any place. It is still right there. Amen. Now we know the scripture very well in Romans 8, chapter 20. In Romans chapter 8, verse, verse 28. Brother Ed, I'm getting your disease this evening. <laughs> I think you left the anointing here. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It said that, and we know that all tends work together for good to them that love God. Now, how many in here love the Lord? Amen. So that means that everything that is happening to you right now is working for good. Why? Because the scripture says so. Amen. And it said to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. Do we believe that we are called according to the purpose of God? Then that means that everything that is happening in your life, it is working together for his good. Amen. Even though it doesn't make sense, even though we don't understand them, but the scripture says that it's working together together for your good amen are you women this evening it is all working together for your good all the frustration that may come your way all the depression and the anxiety amen and the mind battle that is coming your way i want you to notice something it is just satan trying to block the blessing of god it is satan trying to block god's visitation to you and to your family but everything that is coming your way is working together for good because you are living in the season of God's visitation amen everything is working together for good Brother Brennan continuing to say, and I know when he comes and tries to block out what he's trying to do is get you to disbelieve amen I just love to expose the devil amen He's trying to get you to disbelieve all the trouble that is coming in your home, all the trouble that is coming in your life. He's trying to get you to disbelieve. See, that was what was happening in the tent of Abraham. Abraham was holding on to faith, but Sarah was looking at the condition and the situation around and was disbelieving the word of God. Amen. 
Because what was Satan trying to do? To try to get both of them to disbelieve the promise of God. That's exactly what it did at the beginning in the Garden of Eden. He was trying to get them to disbelieve the word of God. And he succeeded by getting Eve to disbelieve the word of God. Amen. We see Satan... Satan's, you know, tactics or Satan's discouragement is to try to tell you that you cannot overcome. It's trying to tell you that you cannot come out of the prison that you are in. It's trying to tell you that you cannot break loose from the chains that it's trying to put around you. Amen. It's trying to tell you that there is no way that you can have confidence in the prayers that you're making because of the guilt and the condemnation that will try to pour upon you. Amen. But this evening I've got a news for you that the word cannot, the word cannot, it's not in the books of the believer. Amen. Are you women this evening? The word cannot is not in the books of the believer. The word cannot is not in the books of the sons and daughters of God. The word cannot is not the language of the bride of Christ. Because the bride of Christ, it has another language, amen. They have a language that comes from above, amen. It's a language that has been written in the Bible, amen. So if we go back in the Bible to find what the language says, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, it said that you or I can do. He said, I can do. So the word cannot does not exist in the books of the believer because the scripture says that I can. Amen. I can do all things, not because I am strong, not because I am good, but I can do all things through Christ Jesus or Christ which strengthens me. Amen. Now it didn't say that you can do some things. Are you women this evening? He said, I can do all things. Amen. So there is nothing that you cannot do. If you can believe him, it is yours. Amen. There is only one thing that God cannot do, and that is to fail. Amen. And if God cannot fail, then you cannot fail. There is nothing that you cannot do. You can do all things through Christ, because Christ has redeemed. Christ has bought everything. Christ has done all that we need. All we have to do is to believe his word and act upon him. Amen. There is nothing that you cannot do. We don't have a limited resource. We have an unlimited resource. Amen. We can tap into it whenever we want. We can take whatever we want out of it. But Satan will try to block the blessing. Amen. We can do all things. Um, true Christ was strengthening us. David was speaking Psalm 27 verse 1. He said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. The Lord is the strength of your life. Of whom are you supposed to be afraid of? If the same Lord came down in the form of Jesus Christ and descended down in hell and took the keys of hell, dead in the grave, what are you supposed to be afraid of? Are you women this evening? What are you supposed to be afraid of? 
Amen. He is our strength. Amen. The Lord is the strength of my life. Amen. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Let me say this to your church. There is no mountain that God cannot move out of the way. There is no mountain that God cannot make a way through. There is no chain that God cannot break. There is no addiction that he cannot overcome. Are you women deceiving him? You are serving a living God. You are not serving a dead God. We are not serving Buddha. We are not serving some dead God. Some couple of years ago that still has his name on the tomb. We are serving a God whose tomb is empty. Hallelujah. Are you women this evening? His tomb is empty. He is a living God and he is put on flesh again and he sat in a pew this evening. Hallelujah. You can do all tension through the living God who is alive today living in his people. Oh, hallelujah. There is nothing that you cannot do. If only you can believe him, it is yours, amen. There is no affliction that he cannot deliver you from. There is no darkness that he cannot bring light into him. There is no sickness that he cannot heal. This is the God that we serve. Amen. No matter what you're paying with deceiving them, I want you to know that there is a God that is greater than your bondage. There is a God that is greater than your chains. He is a living God. He's here. He's visiting his people, wanting to deliver his people, want to set his people free. He didn't go on the cross for you to stay bound. He didn't go on the cross for you to be bound and chains. He went on the cross so you can be free. Amen. That's the reason why he went on the cross. Brother Branham continuing to say, Brother Branham continuing to say, the worst thing that you can do is disbelieve God. Amen. The worst thing that you can do is disbelieve God. Is that as soon as you get a little scared, he said, well, maybe I haven't done this or I haven't done that. He said, right then, Satan's got that blessing conquered for you. He said, you can't get to it as long as Satan makes you think that. When Satan makes you think because you've done this and because you've done that, he stopped you from the blessing. He choked you from the blessing. Because what is he doing? Getting you to disbelieve. The word of God. Amen. But Abraham continues to say, and perhaps if we will listen to such things of temptation like that and will pay attention to them, then it will be that we would miss the blessing. Amen. If we pay attention to them, if we pay attention to the frustration, if we pay attention to the trouble in the home, then we are going to miss the blessing. See, God is not here to curse you. Satan is here to curse you. God is here to bless you. But Satan is trying to get in the way of the blessing. And the way he's trying to get in the way of the blessing is to get you frustrated. Amen. It's to get you to somehow disbelieve the word of God. That's the way he's trying to get in the way of the blessing. And that's exactly what he was doing in the tent of Abraham. See, that morning Sarah was all moody. 
She was all moody that morning. Must have been the worst morning of her day. As years of one boy and she had had this message preached by her husband over and over again that we are going to have a child. But now years of one boy and this message has been had over and over again. But there was no manifestation of the word that was spoken. Amen. And so Sarah had gone into a place where she was all torn open. She was all discouraged. And sometimes we get there too. Amen. We get there too because we go to the word and take the promise that says, Boy, his thrives, I am healed. Amen. But then the sickness still lingers. You with me? We can't reel this evening. But the sickness is still there. But the word says, boy, you strive, so you're healed. Amen. So, so, so who, who is true? Is it the word? Or is it my sickness? Amen. Amen. But you see, Sarah had torn her eyes away from the word. And Sarah was caught up in a, oh my, the word doesn't come to me. But she was caught up in this, in this cloud of circumstances. In this cloud of what was going on around there. I am old, there is no child. That was all she could see. Amen. That was all she could see. I am old, there's no child. And years had gone by. And it must have been one of the worst days of a, of a morning. All moody and she had come to a place. You know, Sarah would go to the market. And, and here is Mrs. Lot in, in Sodom. And Mrs. Lot has got kids. Amen. And Mrs. Lot had got all the fancy stuff. And here is Sarah living on the backside of the desert. <laughs> Brother Branham will make a, uh, make a statement. He said, all the beautiful carriages who go to Sodom... With all the fashions from Egypt, they'll go to Sodom and, and when Sarah was telling Abraham, you know, those carriages are never come here or going to come here on, in, this, in this tent. They're never going to come by here. We're never going to get the fashions. See, she was so caught up with what was going on. So caught up with the news. So caught up with it. To the point that she was forgetting the word of God. She was forgetting the promise. And see, perhaps Sarah had come to a place that she was like, you know what? Today I'm just going to go to Abraham. And I'm going to just tell Abraham, listen, Abraham, I am leaving. I am leaving. Because we've been sitting here for years and you've been telling me that we're going to have a child. And I don't see anything. And all I can see is the Sodom is doing great. And we're sitting here. If you want to stay here, Abraham, you can stay. But I am gone. I am going to Sodom because I can't see anything happening here. And that's how some people left the message. Brother Branham said the third pool, third pool. We can't see the third pool. I never spoke for a fish that was dead to come back to life. So I'm leaving. I never spoke a squirrel because I was hunting and I needed a squirrel. And I spoke and I didn't show up. So the turtle is not real. I'm leaving. Now I'm just going down the stream where 
But if some of these things, oh, I am leaving. Because I've been sitting here for so long, all these promises and rapture and this and that, nothing is happening. I'm going back to Sodom. I'm gone, I'm gone. That was where Sarah got to. Just to beg to go to tell Abraham, I'm leaving. And sometimes there was sickness to come to a place that you, we get to a point that was there, you know what? This is what it is. I guess I'm just going to live with it. I guess I'm just going to stay in this chains of depression. It's just, that's just me. That's just the way it is. I guess I just have to be depressed all the time and it's okay. I'm just going to leave it. I guess my home is never going to get in peace. I, I guess, you know, we're always going to be having forces and fights in this home. I'm giving up. If they want to force, let them force. I'm, I'm, I'm just done with it. You women this evening. That was the attitude of Sarah. I'm just going to give up. These, my kids have been out of the world for so long. I, I don't, you know what? If they're going to perish, let them perish. Amen. That was where Sarah had come to. A place that she was on the verge of giving up. Sometimes we get to that place on the verge of giving up because I can't overcome. Young people get to that place on the verge of giving up. This whole love story, this message God's power to deliver, I've been in it for years. I just can't get out of it. I'm going to give up. I'm just going to live this way. That's where Sarah came to. I am gone. To give up. Because it's been so long and nothing has happened. It's been so long that I've had the disease and nothing has happened. So I'm going to live with it. But that's not what the word said. Does God give us affliction? Yes, he does. Does God allow us to get sick? Yes, he does. But does he just do it for it to be that way forever? Maybe that's his will. We don't know. But we are never supposed to give up on the promise of God. Even if we were to go to the grave with our sickness, we ought to go believing that Isaiah chapter 53 is still true. Amen. Still believing that he's still a healer. Amen. That's supposed to be our attitude. And that was the attitude of Abraham. No matter what, even if we never get the son, I am still going to believe that he's more than able to give me a son. Amen. Amen. Well, you see, it was that day when Sarah was in a, in a worse mood. And, and it just felt like everything was falling apart. And it felt like, you know what? I'm just going to give up. But right that day, that morning was the very same morning. That open glory, God has decided that this is the day. That I'm going to take off my glorious clothes and I'm going to put on some dust and I'm going to walk down on this earth. And I'm going to go towards the home or towards the tent of Abraham and Sarah. So the very day that she was sold, the lowest of her day was the very same day that God has decided that she was going to come and visit them. And friends, it must have been, it might be the darkest of your day this evening. Or it must have been the darkest of time that you've ever been in in your life. But I want you to know that this is the very time that God has decided to visit his people.
Amen. As the very season that he had decided to visit you. It might not happen in one day. But you can stand and believe and rest assured that God's word will come to pass. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. He will show up. We sang the song Brother Jeff just sang. Let it be in the fire. He will show up. Let it be in the prison. He will show up. Let it be in the chains. He will show up. He is never going to give up on his people. Oh, hallelujah. And it was on that day that he stepped down. Amen. And he blew some dust. And he said, Gabriel, you step into him. And he blew another dust. And he said, Michael, you step into him. And he blew a dust for himself. And he stepped into him. And he started to make his way towards the tent of Abraham. It was the darkest of moments. But God was on his way. I tell you, maybe the darkest of moments. But God is on his way. Your prodigals may be completely lost and deep in the sin of the world. But God is on his way. Are you women this evening? Our God is not going to fail us. Our God is not going to miss even one whose name is on the Lamb's Book of Life. And even if their name is not on him, there are still some people that are still going to make him. They will still make it. Amen. Are you women this evening? It is not easy to go to hell. Amen. It is not easy to go to hell. Amen. But Abraham said you have to fight your way to go to hell. So it is not easy to go to hell. God has a kingdom. Amen. We had this morning. And many people have rejected it. The Jews rejected it all for a purpose. But he said, go down to the boy way and the side ways and, and call the people that want to come in. Amen. And we were the ones on the side ways and the boy ways. But we had a seat on the inside of us. Amen. And we had a cry. And we made our way to his table. Amen. And he blew some dust and he started to make his way towards the tent of Abraham, amen. And you know, it was the darkest of season, amen. Denominationalism had taken over the world, amen. They had taken over Christianity, amen. They said that the days of miracles is past. And they didn't believe in it and obey the word of God. They believed in three gods. And everything had become a heathen. It was the darkest of Laodicea. Everything was so dark. But it was in 1963. And you remember this when a cloud appeared, amen. Amen. That day, you know what it was? It was his visitation. Amen. When he appeared in the darkest of time. Amen. The word of God was completely misunderstood. There was a lot of confusion. But he appeared. Amen. He came that day and he spoke to his servant and he told him, Make your way towards the east. Are you with me this evening? Make your way towards the east. What was he doing? He had come down again. And he blew a dust called William Myron Branham. And he stepped into that dust. And he was making his way towards the east to do what? To break the seals. To open the word. Are you with me? That was the Son of Man again. Showing up on the scene. Hallelujah. Because it was the season. It was the day of his visitation. In the darkest of time, he showed up. Amen. 
to declare a message um, and tell you that you came from God um, and you are going back to God um, to declare a message um, that said that there is a rapture coming it doesn't matter how it, how long it will take um, but there's going to be a people uh, that just like Abraham uh, they're going to have a change of body are you women this evening that was the same son of man um, that stood uh, on this earth again um, declaring the word of God oh hallelujah Oh, hallelujah. He was the same one. Amen. And he said, As I also am with you, Brother Branham, so will I be with you, my bride. I am not going to leave you, and I am not going to forsake you, because I have come to restore. I have come to heal. I have come to deliver. I have come to declare my word. I have come to make known to you who you are. Amen. And to make known to you who the devil is, because it's not just a good enough for you to know who you are but you have to know who the devil is also amen because if you don't know who the devil is him you keep pushing you around him and pushing you around him you see that little that man that day him when he was in his room and he said this little devil came in and he said to him boo and he said to him boo and he said to him boo see he was he, he knew who he was but now here was the devil trying to show himself of something that he wasn't and he said whenever he said boot he got little and the devil got bigger but eventually he started to realize but wait a minute this is the devil I've got more power the word has got more power and so she took the word and he said boot back and when he said boot back the enemy started to get smaller and started to get smaller you just don't have to know who you are you have to know that the devil has no power he has no teeth in his mouth oh hallelujah he doesn't even have the keys to his own house because the hell is him God holds the keys of him hallelujah the grave him God holds the keys of him Satan has no power he has no authority he is just a scarecrow that is trying to scare the children of God oh but this evening there is a visitation that God is declaring to you you are a son of God you are a daughter of God put on your garment of praise put on your garment of faith and believe the word and claim what is yours. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. We're going to have to stand toe to toe with the enemy and claim what is what is stolen away from us. You see, friends, whenever you open this Bible, you are having a visitation with God. Whenever you take your phone and you push play on it, you are having a visitation with God. Because that same son of man that walked down to Abraham's tent, he is the same son of man that is speaking on those tapes. Hallelujah. He is the same son of man that has opened this Bible to us. Amen. He hasn't changed. But I want you to, I want you to notice something. The message that was brought to Abraham in Abraham's tent. Now Abraham had to believe and receive it. See, the visitation would have had no meaning if Abraham had not received that word. Amen. It would have had absolutely no meaning. And the visitation today will have no meaning if we don't receive it. Friends, I'm going to say this to you. This message needs feet. 
This message needs hands. This message needs lips. Amen. And you are the feet. You are the hands. You are the lips. Amen. Are you women deceiving them? That is what you are. This message has to leave. The visitation was just not to declare a word. The visitation was to bring you to know who you are and become the word. Because when Abraham and Sarah received the word, you know what the word did? The word lived in them and transformed their bodies. Hallelujah. That is what this message came to do. To live in you and transform you. Oh, because the scripture says that we are not to be confirmed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And you know why is the renewing of your mind? Because the battle rages in your mind. Hallelujah. And when your mind is renewed and you've caught the revelation that God is on the inside of you, that the one that can do all things live on the inside of you. You tell me what devil that can push you down. You tell me how many legions of Satan that can defeat the kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, he needs feet. He needs hands. He needs lips. Oh, hallelujah. This visitation didn't come to stay on the, on the, on the book. They didn't come to stay on the tapes. It came to live. It came to walk again. Oh, hallelujah. It came to sit on a pew. That's what this visitation came to do. It didn't come to just stay around and just be something new that we hear. It came to live in young people. Hallelujah. It came to become a life to make us overcomers. Because those are the ones that are going to sit with him in his throne to this world oh hallelujah the visitation came to live but as we said in that tent there was faith and there was death but Brandon will speak in the church age book he said there are two spirits in the framework of the church Amen. He said if we can resist the Antichrist spirit, he said the devil will be completely defeated or whatever he says. Or the devil will be completely defeated. Amen. Amen. There are two spirits in the framework of the church. There were two spirits in the tents of Abraham. There are two spirits on the inside of you. But this evening, who are you going to give year to? Amen. Because the visitation is here. The visitation is this Bible. The visitation is the message. When you take the message and it calls you to be the virtuous bride, the sinless bride, who are you going to believe? The condemnation that is coming to you or what the scripture is saying or what the message is saying. When the scripture says that you were healed, what are you going to believe? Your symptoms or what the scripture says? Are you women deceiving them? The visitation came to Amen. Hallelujah. The visitation came to live. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, you may say this evening, but where is the angel? Where is the angel? Hallelujah. Where is he at? Okay, is the son of man. Who is the son of man? Who is the son of man? Oh, hallelujah. Who is he? See, no many people make this message so complicated. Oh, man, they try to twist your mind around. And, man, they'll take all these contents and they'll bring them together. And boy, you're like, oh, my goodness. I can't see him. 
No wonder Brother Brennan plays the God of simplicity before he prayed the seals. Oh, hallelujah. Because he's a simple God. Brother Branham tells us who this angel is. Because you see, the angel, of course, was William Brother Branham. The seventh angel to the day that came and brought the message. We know that. But as we said, amen. William Branham was the dust that he stepped in. Amen. To declare the message. Amen. Brother Branham, many a times in the prayer lines, you make the example. You know, as he sat at the tent and torn his back to the tent and was able to discern the thoughts. Who was that? It was the son of man. Who was that? And Brother Branham was the son of man. He just put on dust again and showed up. Why? Because the scripture said that as it was in that day, so will it be in this day. But now where is he? Brother, I think Brother John took a wonderful service on him. If the Son of Man is still here, when we came to the end of it and we said, yes, he is. Brother Branham now says here, he said, oh God, help us to wake up. He said, the day of visitation is here. He said, you say, oh God doesn't send angels anymore. Brother Branham said, the Holy Spirit is that angel. Who is this Son of Man? You have been trying to figure it out is the Holy Spirit inside of you because it's Jesus Christ. That is just as simple as it is. Are you with me this evening? He is the one that is inside of you. You wouldn't believe this message without the Holy Ghost. Oh, you wouldn't be able to have faith without the Holy Ghost. You wouldn't be sitting in this pew without the Holy Ghost. Are you women this evening? He is the one that has come to make himself real to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said the Holy Spirit is that person. He said the Holy Spirit, as Jesus said, He, the Holy Ghost, when He comes, He will do the works that I did. He said He will be with us, even in us. And He will bring things to our remembrance that He had taught and will show us things to come. He said the works that I do shall you do also. He said now we are living in that day. We are living in that time. So we are living in the time, as he said, of the manifestation of the Son of Man, which is what? The Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. So if you have got the Holy Ghost, um, that same man that walked down to Abraham's tent is sitting right on the inside of you. He has just put on another piece of dust um, and he's sitting on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say this to you this evening. We have more than an angel that is robed in white here this evening. It is not an angel with the wings flapping this evening. The angel that we have today um, is the Holy Ghost in the church. Um, is the Holy Ghost in the bride. Um, that's the angel that we receive today. Um, that's why we need the Holy Ghost um, to be able to make it on the other side. Um, because God is only going to accept um, His own. Oh, hallelujah. This is your day of visitation. This is our day of visitation. It is the day that he's turning the darkness into light. It is the day that he's turning sorrow into joy. It is the day that he's breaking every shackle. Amen. Are you women this evening? You may see you this evening and you may be looking at a whole lot of facts. Amen. You may be looking at a whole lot of facts this evening. And it may look like every fact that you're looking at is against you. Amen. You're looking at so many facts and the facts in the home and this is what is happening. And it looks like everything is against you. Amen. Every fact is against you. Nothing is going to happen. Everything is against this bride. The world system is against this bride. They're going to swallow us up. They're going to defeat us. Oh my goodness. 
They're passing laws. We are scared. What are we going to do? Oh, my. I tell you, you've got more power on the inside of you that Putin has got with his bomb in Russia. Are you with me this evening? You've got more power on the inside of you than all the words put together. Do you know the reason why Putin hasn't been able to hit that button? Because you are here. Oh, who has got more power? Is it you or is it Putin? Is it you or is it the, is it, is it the world? Are you women this evening? Because the Son of Man Himself has come on the inside of you. There is nothing that can destroy Him. That's why Brother Branham said before one bomb drops, we are out of this place. Hallelujah. Nothing is going to happen until our time is up. Hallelujah. Nothing can happen to you until the time is up. Amen. No demon can defeat you until the time is up. Mine, I'm looking at my, I'm going to finish soon. Until they, nothing can happen to you. You see, the facts were saying that Abraham was old. The facts were saying, amen, are you women this evening? The facts were saying that Egypt was stronger. The facts were saying, Amen. The facts were saying that Jericho walls could not come down. Amen. The facts were saying that Daniel was going to be eaten up in the lion's den. But I tell you one time, even though that's what the facts were saying, but when the pillar of fire came into that lion's den, I tell you the facts were all dissolved because the angel himself, the pillar of fire, stepped down into the situation to visit Daniel. And the lions couldn't touch Daniel. The fact said that Jericho walls wouldn't come down. But when, when Joshua crossed and went over on the other side of Jordan, and the captain of the host of the Lord had a visitation with Joshua, I tell you, there was no wall of Jericho that couldn't come down. There is power in the visitation. Amen. Friends, no matter what the facts are saying, the visitation has got a better news than what the facts are saying. Amen. Egypt was the strongest nation according to the facts. But when Moses had a visitation on the backside of the desert, hallelujah, when he had a visitation on the backside of the desert and he made his way to Egypt, there was nothing that could hold him. Egypt had to go down in the sea. The visitation has got a better news. Friends, one time we were caught up in Egypt. Amen. We were caught up in Egypt. But when the visitation came, Egypt lost its hold on us. Amen. All the rock and roll music lost its hold. All the long hair of men lost its hold. What was that? It was the visitation that did it. And that same man that visited you is the same one that is here this evening. He hasn't changed one little bit. No matter what the facts are saying in your situation, the same one is still visiting you today. What are the facts saying in your life? The facts said that I was going to be a rock star. That was the facts. Rock and roll drummer. Afro hair. Oh my goodness. It was another Maxwell. <laughs> you can't see it, right? <laughs> That's what the facts said. 
Oh, but one day in that little town of Switzerland, in that little camp, when the visitation came down, he said, no, you are going to be a preacher. Friends, they tell you rock and roll wouldn't hold me anymore. Hallelujah. The world couldn't hold me anymore because the visitation had more power than what Egypt had. Hallelujah. The visitation of Moses had more power than what Egypt had. No matter how many, how many armies that Pharaoh had, they weren't enough to stop the visitation of an 80 years old man. What can God do with you? With the full revealed word of God. He with me this evening. Forget about the facts. Let's look at the visitation. What is the visitation saying? What is the message saying about me? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The visitation has turned sinners into saints. The visitation has broken addictions. Amen. The visitation has torn down walls of division. That's what the fact said. But the visitation changed the situation. Oh, are you with me this evening? Don't look at your facts this evening. Look at the visitation this evening. Sarah was looking at the facts. But Abraham was looking at the visitation. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He stepped at your tent door this evening. He stepped at your tent door. He stepped in your heart. He's come on the inside of you. He's got a message for you. Every time you push play, he's speaking to you. That's the son of man. But his message has got to live. Someone is going to put feet on those messages. Someone's going to have to put hands on those messages. Someone's going to have to put a voice on those messages. Oh, hallelujah. You know, one time the fox said, <laughs> the fox said that a sister here by the name of Terry, the fox said that she had cancer on her hand. That's what the fox said. Are you women this evening? But the visitation of the message of this hour said that you can speak to that cancer and it's going to live. Are you women this evening? That's the power of the visitation. Because the visitation said that not even cancer is going to be able to stand against this visitation. It doesn't matter what the fact says. There's a visitation that is greater than the facts. The Holy Spirit has got a question for you this evening. Is there anything to heart for the Lord? Is there anything to heart for the Lord? Is it too hard for the Lord? As Brother Eaton was praying today, is it too hard for him to fill the church with the Holy Ghost? To set the church on fire like never before? Is it too hard for the Lord? Is it too hard for the Lord to give us a refilling of the Holy Ghost like we've never had before? For the anointing of the Holy Spirit to move in this building like we've never had before? It is it too hard for the Lord? It is not too hard for the Lord. But he's looking for a people that will become the message. He's looking for a people that will be a dedicated, consecrated people. That's what he's looking for. Because it is not too hard for the Lord. Nothing is too hard for him. But in his hands, 
in the days of Daniel. The time was drawing nigh. And Daniel realized our time of deliverance has come. And you know what Daniel did? He went into prayer. Daniel fell on his knees because the day of visitation was there. The day of visitation was near for them to leave that place. Friends, we are living in that same day today. Someone has got to fall on his knees. Someone's got to have to pray. Amen. We can't live it on the ministers. We can't live it on the deacons. Someone's going to have to pray. We are better to live this place. The day of visitation is here. Amen. But someone's going to have to pray. Amen. Is it too hard for the Lord to bring prodigals back home? Hallelujah. Is it too hard for the Lord to restore broken homes? Is it too hard for the Lord to bring a full adoption to his people? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. But it's got to be a people like Abraham. Let's silence the voice of Sarah. Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. Someone is going to have to believe. Let us stand on our feet as the musicians come this evening. Someone is going to have to believe. Oh, hallelujah. If he could take a Moses, who was 80 years old, and use him to run down the greatest army of this age, what can he do with you? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. If he could take a little David, amen, and here's a giant called Goliath, and he can use a little David to slay that Goliath, what can he do with you? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Amen. There is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. If you could take a little girl by the name of Esther. Oh, hallelujah. And use Esther to completely destroy a man by the name of Haman. What can he do with you, young sister? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. But someone is going to have to believe. Amen. Someone is going to have to believe. He has visited us. The message is here. The word is here. The Son of Man is here. The Holy Spirit is here. He is in you. But someone is going to have to believe. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, my. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? Amen. That he taught of you. He taught of me. In the darkest of time, he said, I'm going to come. Because Philip Parazok is here. Hallelujah. I haven't forgotten him. I am going to come because Landon is here. Hallelujah. I haven't forgotten my people. It is the day of visitation. Man, I don't know, but I don't preach Christmas message, but I think this is the best Christmas message we ever receive. The day of visitation. You know, people are putting him in a manger and saying he's a baby. Oh, I tell you, my God is not a baby. My God is alive, amen. My God has got hands this evening. My God has got feet this evening. My God has got some joy shoes on this evening. Oh, hallelujah. That is my God. He's not lying in a manger. Hallelujah. He's not about to get born. Every year your God is getting born. Every year your God is getting born. My God is done born. He's done dead. He's done risen again. And he's living on the inside of me. Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Are you with me, Jeff? Oh, glory be to God. Man, I feel excited this evening. Oh, glory. Man, this is the day of visitation, church. Your God is here. Your God is living on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's alive and well this evening. Satan is like a roaring lion. Roaming to and fro. Seeking who he may devour. But he's not going to get me. Oh, hallelujah. He's not going to get me. Because my God has defeated him already. My God has taken those chains already. My God has broken those shackles already. Oh, hallelujah. He's not going to get me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, my. My God is alive and well. Oh, hallelujah. It's too late for me to preach. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my. I feel the Holy Ghost moving this evening. I don't know you, but he's here. I tell you, Brother Branham said we ought to be the most happiest people on the face of the earth. Because you have received a visitation and no one else has received it. Two people made their way to Sodom and blinded the people. But this one that stayed with Abraham, he started to reveal himself to him. He said, I am Elohim. I am the Jehovah, the one that always existed. I just put on flesh to come show up. And maybe after he ate and he told them, you know, you're going to have the sauna, he just disappeared. And he was gone. And one of these days, after we fulfilled our purpose here, we're going to disappear. And we're going to be gone. Oh, friends, they can call us whatever they want to call us. But one of these days, they're going to call me gone. They are not going to leave this place. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, the bald head. It's going to go here again. Oh, glory. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to be young people again. Oh, hallelujah. Man, let's sing to him. We're not going to end the service this evening. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, let's sing to him. Satan's like a roaring lion. Greater is he that is in me. Satan's like a roaring lion.
Hallelujah. They were cowards. They were running away. But when that mighty Russian wind moved into that room, the Peter that was running away stood out and preached the gospel like never before. Oh, I tell you, friends, we can have the same anointing in this building. We can have the same day of Pentecost here. Friends, when we talk about Pentecost, we're not just talking about some fanaticism and talking about some emotion. We are talking about the living God Amen. coming back into a living church Amen. and living himself again. Oh, hallelujah. It was Peter that was born in chains. Hallelujah. And you know, there were some people in, in the call, I think it was Mark's, um, in John Mark's home. And they started to pray. And they started to pray. And Peter was in chains. And they had prayers. Call an angel to go and visit Peter in that prison and lose Peter's chains and blinded all the all the guards and let Peter out and Peter came to the door and knocked on the door and they opened the door. I think Rhoda went and opened the door and he said, Peter, and she shut the door and goes back and he said, Hey, Peter is at the door. He said, Oh, come on. Peter's in chains, we need to pray. We need to pray. And he said, no, Peter is at the door. And he said, okay, we'll go look. And I went to take a look, oh my, Peter is dead, his ghost is here. Oh my. Oh friends, one of these days, someone's gonna knock at your door. Someone's gonna knock at your door. Sister Leanne, someone's gonna knock at your door one of these days. Oh, hallelujah. He's gonna be real. He's going to knock at your door one of these days. It will be him. Sister Susan, it's going to be him. We're living in that season. This is the day of visitation. Hey, man, we're going to live this place one of these days, church. Don't look at the facts. Look at the visitation. Oh, hallelujah. 
the original word, the original seed. That's what we have believed. Not some fake seed, but the original one. The mustard seed, the one that doesn't mix with anything else. It might be tiny, but you let it grow. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. We might have a little faith this evening, but you just stay in the presence of God and let it Amen. grow. You let all the greenness be baked away out of it, and you want the power that is on the inside of you. Friends, if the message said there's going to be a third pull, there's going to be a third pull. You're going to speak things into existence. That's right. <laughs> oh, just wait for the moment. It is the day. It's a season. It is not one day. Oh, just wait for it to come. We ask for the to come this evening. Amen. As we close the service. Amen. God's attributes were manifested. God's attributes were manifested to his bride in this last stage. We have got the revelation by the last prophet's message. And we 